Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host and this is my podcast. And today is a very special episode. Uh, If this is your first time listening to the Love Alexi podcast, this is unlike the rest because this entire episode is me reading your emails out there. So every episode, I, I, I usually say, send emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And then I, I don't read them on the episodes. I get too, exci- too excited about the interview and the guest, and there's no time, and I don't want to fucking talk for an eon uh, and read emails. So today is our day. Uh, I have a lot of great emails to read, and uh, I'm just flattered you guys even sent me anything. So, uh, and I have some actual letters, uh, like actual old-timey mail that people sent to my post office box. Yeah, I have a post office box. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to read those too. Um, if you are listening now and you thought, well, I didn't even know. I had no idea I could send letters or emails. Here's the info so you can get in on this because I'm going to periodically have episodes like this where I read people's stuff. Send emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com and you can send old-timey mail, presents, emails, postcards, whatever. Uh, send those to Alexi Wasser. That's me at P.O. Box 480-876, Los Angeles, California, 90048. My God, now where do I begin even? Uh, I would also like to say if we're not already friends on all of social media, let's be friends on Twitter and Instagram at Alexi Wasser. And uh, I I don't know what shifted in me. Something has shifted majorly, uh, but I've been compelled to Insta story. I'm completely addicted to Insta stories like most people are addicted to or were addicted to Snapchat. I know other people are addicted to Insta story, but I'm talking about me here, okay? How dare you? Just for a second. I'm just talking about how excited I am about something. God forbid. Um, so, And I've actually been getting a good response to it. I overshare. Uh, some might find it irritating, but if you're into it, stick around. Then you're going to love me. If you like me on Instagram, we should just get married. Uh, so let's be friends on all of social media, especially Instagram, because I used to have a blog called I'm Boy Crazy, and I stopped doing it, and people were like, why'd you stop doing it? And it's because I don't care to do it anymore. I don't want to. I'm obsessed with this podcast, uh, the Love Alexi podcast, and I am now obsessed with Instagram. So my outlets are all that is Instagram, the stories, the actual posts on the page, uh, and this podcast. Occasionally Twitter. Yes, I love Twitter. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. But uh, so that being said, I'm going to shut the fuck up and read your beautiful, beautiful emails. This first email is from Michelle. She writes, Dear Alexi, so my friend has been your fan for like ever and finally told me that I had to start listening to your podcast because apparently we're very similar. And then I became your fan for like ever now too. And so when my friend came back down to visit from Seattle, we were like, yo, we have to go to that pop-up shop and meet Alexi Wasser. It's just fate. So, you know, there we were that Sunday, like at your pop-up shop, but we got way too nervous and had no chill. So then my friend finally had to pay for one of your items. And we were like, this is it. She's going to sense that we are bizarre and cool like her, and we will all become friends and also make movies together. But instead, we just sort of stared at you awkwardly for 20 seconds and just paid for our clothing and left and reminisced about it for the rest of the day. So, um, yep. Sun with a face emoji. Oh my goodness! Michelle and your friend? I can't believe this! Who are you? You have to email me a photo of you. I I might not remember. uh, I was was in my own world. Uh, By the way, first off, let me just say, completely flattered by this email. Thank you. Please include a photo. Send me a photo of what you guys look like so I can be like, oh, I remember you guys. I love you guys because I'm sure I did. Um, I loved everybody who showed up at the pop-up sale. And by the way, everybody listening and you too, Michelle included, and your friend from Seattle uh, or anybody you know, I'm going to do another pop-up shop with a really cool group of girls. I'm thinking Chantal, Chantal Claret, maybe uh, Brittany Furlan again, probably Penelope Gazin because I fucking love her. All these girls I know – and then they've been on the podcast in case you've missed their episodes. You should totally listen to all those girls on, on the podcast. But um, it's just the most fun thing to get your girlfriends together. 
uh, who have coincidentally coincidentally all been on the show and uh, and hang out and sell clothes. And we're going to do it at a, I think in June at Space fifteen twenty. But I will, you know, more details to come. It's only April. Um, I'm completely flattered, Michelle, and I was going through my own crazy turmoil. My mom was there. My mom was like making red wine. She was making like sangria for people. And I don't drink sangria. I don't like wine. I don't love it when I see like women with wine mouth. Cause usually I'm sure men have red wine stained mouths as well sometimes, but usually it's my girlfriends at the end of the night. I'm like, Hey, cool it on the fucking wine. We get it. Okay. Your, your whole face, your whole mouth is like encrusted and purple and bizarre and it's got to stop. Cause you, you know, anyway, um, so I drank sangria and I became that girl. And then this guy showed up that I, I've had kind of a bizarro non, but kind of crush on that I don't even know, but he was like the kind of, he was like the crush living in the back of my mind, giving me like hope for love and life. It was just, you know, whatever. So he showed up totally random and I freaked the fuck out. I got so weird and stiff and he came, you know, he came over and we're making, we don't know each other, but I think there's a vibe, but it's probably all in my head or whatever. And I was like, hey, um, so, um, yeah, just like, I don't know who this person was. I can't even do an impression of myself because it's like, I don't, I don't want to relive it. And it was like, I, but, and I was with, I was in front of another person who knows me very well that I had just been very loosey goosey and fun with. And immediately the shift happened and I, oh God, I freaked out. So, and I was like embarrassed that my mom was there and I didn't want him to see my mom. It was just so dumb. I was like 13 years old. So, so if you feel like you were living in your head and spiraling about me, try you know, I wish you could have had a sneak peek into my brain to know that, you know, I'm way lamer than anybody could ever be and way more self-conscious and weird about stuff that, that, uh, I don't know. It's exhausting is, is what I'm saying. So I will see you in the next pop-up shop. Okay. Holy shit. Uh, Molly, Molly writes to me and she, she says, uh, Alexi, when I was maybe 20 years old, I called in on your podcast. Oh, sorry. Side note, I'm interrupting myself. For all of the, uh, for those of you out there who don't know this, because why should you? I had a, I had a previous podcast before Love Alexi on Nerdist. I had a podcast I just did for my apartment called Boy Crazy Radio, and it was an extension of my now defunct, but it's still up. You can check it out. Blog. I'm Boy Crazy, and Boy Crazy Radio. Um, was was essentially a call-in advice show similar to Loveline um, where I served as like a Dr. Drew, I mean, but not. I served as like the big sister you never knew you wanted or, or needed or whatever. Um, God, I'm so bummed Loveline doesn't exist anymore. Does it? If it does or there's something like it, please tell me. I know that Malls, who's also been on my podcast, Molly McAleer, who I love, she has her awesome podcast called – well, she has like 20 podcasts that are all awesome. Um, what's hers called? Hers is called Please Advise. But I just miss Loveline. Anyway, so that's what Molly here who emailed me is referring to. Okay, back to the email. Uh, when I was maybe 20 years old, I called in on your podcast when it was Boy Crazy Radio. I was in a horrible situation with an abusive dog hitting – oh, sorry. I was in a horrible situation with an abusive dog hitting boyfriend and overall in a shitty state of mind. You suggested I already knew what I had to do. And calling in was a way to reaffirm what I already knew, that I needed help. I've been going to therapy weekly and currently monthly since then. I tried Al-Anon, didn't work. Tried many group therapy settings. Those helped me be a less self-centered individual, but didn't help me on a personal level. And many individual therapists, until I found one I click with in another state and situation. That was life-changing. I've realized growing up with an alcoholic father, he unfortunately succumbed to his disease in 2011, an absent lesbian mom was not all I had in my life. I had deep issues and it's taken me until 26 years old to realize how to work on myself continuously. It's been a try and see method between different therapists, different medications, different friends and other and no romantic relationships. I've finally, I am finally on the day to day, something I never really knew was possible. Just wanted to say thanks for helping me realize what I already knew. Your thoughts are appreciated. Oh my goodness, Molly, thank you so much. I'm so glad you're doing so much work. Um, 
I don't even know what to say to that other than that's beautiful. And I appreciate that I get to even be part of your story and that you're, you sound really good and that you're, you're searching and you're looking and you're getting better every day and you're taking care of yourself. And that's fucking awesome. So I'm going to leave it at that. So I don't botch up your beautiful, uh, your beautiful email to me, but thank you. Um, this next email is from a girl named Wen, I believe somebody named Wen. They write, Hey Lexi, I recently discovered your podcast and I've been through more than half of them. I listen to them at home and always in the car when I'm driving to and from work. I really love your interpersonal ways of relating to your guests and the very real questions you ask about life, dating, love, insecurities, happiness, dreams, etc. I look forward to listening to more of your podcasts. Cheers, when? XO. Um, well, whoever you are, uh, whatever gender you are, I'm happy for the note. Thank you so much, Wen. Um, God, I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't read any of these before. I wasn't like, I've got this all planned out. Oh, clearly. I mean, clearly, um, uh, no responses planned out. Oh, here's a two for one whammy from, uh, somebody who goes by the debaucherous dweeb. All right. Dear Alexi, first of all, I'm a big fan and I think you're very talented at what you do and much smarter than you give yourself credit for. Ooh. Uh, which is relevant to my question. So in the last year, I started posting videos on YouTube as the debaucherous dweeb, very sneaky with the plug there. And until recently, I hadn't done much marketing on dating apps because I was always either in a relationship or not looking for one. So it felt inauthentic to use it for marketing. But about a month ago, I met a guy who had a kid. It was all a terrible idea from the get-go, but we sort of just fell in love by accident. And then it ended because he couldn't overcome his own insecurities about the relationship. But all of that aside, since I don't have time to whine about my own stupid dating decisions, I started marketing on dating apps recently, and it's been working better than I even thought it would, which has led me to realize several things. One, I'm not the best looking person. Oh, whoops. I'm not the best looking person in the world, but I am definitely much more attractive than I feel from the POV of other people. Number two, I'm also much more intelligent than I give myself credit for. And three, I'm really, really bad at navigating the way other people see me as a result because they see me in a much better light than I ever see myself. Hmm. All right. I'm confused. This is Alexi speaking. I'm trying to figure this out. Okay. So I guess what I'm asking is, do you think it's possible to learn how to love yourself without being a prick to other people? Am I a bad person for marketing my channel on Tinder? Are women just conditioned to hate ourselves so deeply that we can never, ever be good enough for ourselves without validation from men who probably don't even, who probably don't even deserve us? Or do we all just hate ourselves because that's just how humans are? And maybe I should stop expecting the men in my life not to be as fragile and confused and broken as I feel. Love, Cassie, the debaucherous dweeb. P.S. You're killing it and you should be super duper proud of yourself. Good on you for standing in your truth and not apologizing for it and being an example and being an example to other women of how to be a firm feminist without alienating or belittling anyone. It's really inspiring and I think you're kind of a genius. Smiley face. Well, Cassie, you just gave me a lot to unpack here and thank you for the compliment. Uh, initially in this email, you were like, I think you're smarter than you give yourself credit for, uh, which is interesting because I didn't quite understand that because I didn't realize I didn't give myself credit for being smart because I actually think I'm very smart and I didn't. Um, anyway, um, okay. So didn't didn't love that initial saying, uh, but I don't think you meant anything bad by that. Um, this is about you. Love the compliment at the end. And let me just point that compliment right back at you. If you're looking at me and you tell me I'm killing it and that I should be super duper proud of myself for standing in my truth and not apologizing for it and being an example to other women for how to be a firm feminist without alienating or belittling anyone, uh, you could do the same thing. I don't know if this makes sense to you, to men, to other people and not, it just seems like you're a bit negative. And let me, let me look at this back. Okay. I'm looking back at this. Um, do I think it's possible to learn how to love yourself without being a prick to other people? Of course, of course I do. I mean, my goodness, if you're being a prick to other people, that's like a, a sure f sign of how you feel about yourself. You know, like, uh, I know that I'm the biggest bitch and most horrible when I'm like really, uh, upset with myself and not happy where I'm at. And I, I actually try my hardest not to do that anymore because I, anyway, yeah, don't be a prick to other people. I mean, the, 
uh, obviously, uh, treat people the way you want to be treated. You ask me, am I a bad person for marketing my channel on Tinder? Eh, I don't like that idea. Yeah, I actually think that's pretty tacky. I'm sorry. I'm just fucking calling it how I feel it. Um, whew, I don't – yeah, I don't like that. Are women just conditioned to hate ourselves? Yeah, I just think that's really tacky to do that on Tinder um, because – like imagine even if guys are there just to fuck you or whoever you're dating, whatever, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't like the idea. marketing yourself on Tinder. I didn't even know people did that. I know that they're like prostitutes on Tinder and they talk about selling themselves and money in, uh, roses to be low key. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's a tacky bad look. I don't, I don't need to say that 20 more times. I think, I think you get it. It's because people are there to fuck or fall in love or date or whatever and not to buy stuff. And it's just – anyway. Okay. Um, do that on your Instagram. Okay. Are women just conditioned to hate ourselves so deeply that we can never, ever be good for ourselves, good enough for ourselves without the validation from men who probably don't even deserve it, deserve us? Um, man. Uh, yes. I'm sure we are. Okay. Uh wow, I should have rehearsed this answer. Um, I don't want to say that women are conditioned to hate, that we're conditioned to hate ourselves. Uh, but yeah, of course, if you watch a movie, a documentary called Misrepresentation, I mean, you'll see how in pop culture, like how we're, we're seen women are taught uh, to see ourselves. We see ourselves through the male gaze to be sexualized. Our worth is kind of, is, uh, are we are subconsciously slash very consciously uh, taught through movies, film, television, pop culture, whatever the media at large that our worth is determined by how by by youth, by how fuckable we are, by how beautiful we are, um, by keeping us weak, and uh, you know. But does that mean we can never be good enough for ourselves without validation from men? No. That's the thing. You just and you're you're awake now. Do you hear yourself? If you're if you're like alert enough to be asking this question, then you can choose your answer, right? I just wrote a whole thing about this. It's interesting. Like I'm I wrote a ugh, I'm saying this out loud. I wrote a movie about just this feeling good enough without the validation of men. Um, they're, and I don't want to say men are horrible monsters and they're assholes and or whatever. There are good people. There are bad people. There are more um, conscious people. And uh, yeah, validate yourself. Take a minute. Take a break. Stop. Get off Tinder. Get off dating apps. Get off all that shit. Take a beat. Focus on yourself. And you can totally, I mean – yeah, you should be so in love with yourself and like not need the val- – it's so hard though. It's so hard because movies and, and and falling in love and having a crush. I, I, I struggle with this every day, you know. Uh, I took a break from dating and sex and relationships and, and putting any romantic attention on men. I took a break from all that for about five months, six months. And then I was like, fuck this. I want to I wanna hang out with them. I want to have sex. So I did that and then I was like, oh, I had a weird experience that I didn't love and – uh and then I went back to not dating or engaging and only focused on me and my my mom and my friends and writing and doing this podcast and just like being curious about the world and going on walks and like not worrying about if I was fuckable. I was just was like, you know, in a weird way, I was like, yeah, I was just like a man. I was just like, you know, I'm not, not bothered by like, oh, does somebody like me? Am I okay? This is like, oh, fuck that. And the interesting thing is though, if you're happy and you feel self-actualized and grounded in yourself and tethered to yourself and your happiness isn't dependent upon the attention of a guy or getting some dude's attention or from, from anything external, you're even sexier. You're fucking super attracted to the world. It's in the cosmos. Like people just look are like, whoa, because you glow. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm ranting, but uh, I'm not apologizing for myself. I'm not like falling for what the patriarchy is, uh, you know, has taught me to fall for. Um, I'm just I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. Um, 
okay, do we all hate ourselves because that's just how humans are? No, we don't all hate ourselves. I love myself. All, all my friends love themselves. You can go through ups and downs and, and weird patches and having, having moments of learning. No, you should don't even say the word hate. That word is so charged with, you know, a horrible negative charged word. Um, you're alive. We're all just going to die. It's just a question of when and how. Try to collect as many fun, upbeat, happy moments as possible. Um, make a living doing what you love. Try to make a living doing what you love doing. Hopefully you're good at it and you don't suck at it. And you, that way you can just, you know, make money doing something that makes you happy. Um, stay away from sarcastic people. Try to listen to the thoughts in your head. This is something I had to do. And I'm only giving you advice because you ask, you're asking me specific questions. But I had to tune into all the conversations I was having with myself that I didn't even realize. Like I would, have, I would talk to myself and say, and it turned out, like just, just the thoughts in my head, I wasn't even aware of them. And then at some point, I don't know when this happened, like years and years ago, I was like, holy shit. I would wake up in the morning, grab a mirror and like look at my face and just be like, oh God, and just look at my body and be too embarrassed to leave my house and just be like, I can't, I'm not, everybody else is allowed to be happy and have fun and be beautiful and accept love and, you know, be worthy of love, but not me. My thighs are too big. I'm ugly. I'm not pretty. I'm weird. I'm tall. My feet are big, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. I'll say it to you. How about this? I'll give you permission until you're strong enough to give yourself permission. You're allowed to exist. You're fantastic. Only you are you. Um, I really hope you're not an asshole because, but uh, I mean, because I'm just uh, really wanting you to thrive here. Um, no, you are allowed to exist. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Just stay away from people who are sarcastic. And if anybody is a fucking piece of shit to you and an asshole to you and they validate these evil thoughts that you have about yourself in your head, because we're all the meanest to ourselves, I believe. I am the meanest. Like I used to like talk shit about myself out loud to other people just so they knew that I knew what they might be able to pick me apart for. So, you know, like the other day, I want to know, even the other day, I want, I put this on my Insta stories. This is uh, this is the fucking gold on my Insta stories. I wanted to wear this kind of, to me was a, was an outlandish quirky pair of high-waisted, bizarro, ill-fitting pants, but they made me very happy. And I wanted to wear them down the street, but I was terrified, terrified. And, uh, and then I thought, what the fuck? How about I just wear these down the street? What's the worst that can happen? Somebody fucking screams like, fuck you. I want you dead and throws an egg at my face. Like that would be way more about the person who like cursed at me and threw an egg at my head uh, because for whatever reason they didn't like me in my pants, you know? Uh, so if people are assholes to you and shitheads and whatever, it's more about them. You just try not to be an asshole. Be kind to yourself be nice to other people. Try to navigate the world gracefully and lovingly and treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, don't be jealous. Don't be mean. Don't talk shit. All the stuff that they tell you not to do, try to not do that. And uh, and uh, and what is the last thing? Maybe I should stop expecting the men in my life not to be as fragile. Wait, maybe I should stop expecting the men in my life to not be as fragile and confused and... Br- I should stop expecting them to be. I'm so confused by that. Um, oh, yeah. Men have feelings. It's true. So men are shy. Some men are shy. and Men get sad, too. Men are confused. So it's like, yeah, that's another thing we do. We put men on these pedestals. Not all of us, but some of us. We put men, and it sounds like you do, on, this, on pedestals to like, like they're perfect and strong, and they have all the answers. Hey, newsflash. Nobody has all the answers. This is interesting that I'm, your your email is really making me think because I've been having all these thoughts this week. But you know, I do that left and right. I meet an introvert guy and he's quiet and he doesn't talk to me the way I'm speaking to him. He isn't as outward or uh, whatever forward as I am. And I think, oh my god, he hates me. Oh my god, he's like being really mean about me. Behind my, who knows what he's doing? Why should I expect him to be just like me? What if he's shy? Maybe he is shy. Oh, wait, men can get shy and be sad. Yes, but it's all subjective. Some guys, some girls are assholes and shitheads. Some people are racist and some people are not. Some people are wonderful and some people are pieces of shit. Whatever. It's subjective. You figure out the kind of person you want to be. And I swear to God, if you can get to a place where you're happy, kind, and even if you're broke or not where you want to be, if you can still walk the earth and have interact- interactions with like the checker at the grocery store or the Starbucks, the Starbucks barista, and you can still be 
charming and nice and kind and upbeat um, to that person when you're struggling, oh my God, life will just, it will just become magical, you know? Um, thank you for writing. Holy shit, you wrote me again, Cassie, the debaucherous dweeb? Okay, she wrote, second follow-up question. Can you give your listeners a hint about the identity of your latest heartbreak, some small detail about him so super sleuth listeners can put two and two together? Was it Josh Radner? And also, something my ex said before he broke up has been haunting me. Do you think that love means less if you're the type of person who falls in love easily? Does having a big heart make my affection less valuable? And if so, how is that my problem? And why is it that no matter what I do in a relationship, men always seem to find something that I'm doing wrong while I constantly make excuses for the way they fail me? What is a lady to do? Oh, I love that you, oh my God, this is great. First of all, can't give you a hint as to who it was because the dude is private and he, uh, I don't know, he, I'm not going to talk about who I, I did last. Um, and it was not Josh Radner, even though Josh Radner is a fucking babe. Um, also... I face this too. I am a kind of person who I have no type and I fall in love with not super fast, but I have the the ability to fall in love um, over and over again. Thank God. That's wonderful. And when I do, it means something every time I fall in love. If I, if I'm, if I like somebody enough to say, I love you to them, it means something. It doesn't matter how many times I've said it before or whatever. That's the kind of person I am that when I'm in it, I am in it. And if it's reciprocated by the other person and we're having fun and we're laughing, my love is is real. It's just, it is, I mean it when I say it. But I have definitely had people tell me, oh, well, you know, you, you have a blog called I'm Boy Crazy and you've dated a lot, I heard. And you probably, uh, you know, if you, you, you probably love probably means nothing to you because you've, you've had a lot of boyfriends. You've dated or, you, or you've gone on lots of dates. And I'm like, what? Okay. Thanks. All right. If that's, if, thanks for telling me who I am instead of just being like, yeah, so fuck that. Don't worry. And also maybe don't tell everybody about your past and how many times you've been in love. I'm trying, I'm going to learn how going forward, even though I'm a pretty much an open book, I do hold back a lot. Just like I'm not talking about who I, my last breakup with was with. I'm not giving clues or anything. I, t- I, I try to be vague and uh, be broad about stuff, but make it seem like I'm being very detailed. And yet people I date still get mad because they're like, everybody's going to know. And I'm like, no, only you know I'm talking about you, okay? Nobody cares. Anyway, uh, so that's one thing. Oh, why is it that, uh, that no matter what I do in a relationship, men always seem to find something that I'm doing wrong while I constantly make excuses for the ways they fail me? Well, relax about the whole fail thing. They're not, they don't owe you anything. But yes, I know what you mean. And I feel the same way. I was just talking about this with one of my girlfriends. I think I talked about it on, on a podcast. I... A guy, even if I meet a guy and he's like, and let's say, even if I don't, if I don't even have a relationship happening with the guy yet, if he has a reputation or something about him, I won't even, I have a willingness just to get to know him on a personal level and get to know who he really is and kind of push past the reputation or shit I could project on him just cause based on how he looks or his career or his job or ex, ex-girlfriend, whatever. Um, and then in a relationship, I am also more lenient and make excuses and not too much at my expense, but just like, I'll be like, yeah, okay. Like he has to work a lot or he needs a space. Great. I do too. Like whatever. And uh, lots of other things. And I will find that in two different ways, men have not reciprocated, um, the, uh, the lenience, like uh, they don't reciprocate that with me where, you know, where maybe only once or twice I've had guys just be very judgmental from the get-go being like, because of your blog or because, I don't know. They've just been very judgmental from the get-go and making assumptions about me. And yeah, I don't know if I need space or if I need whatever it is I need, or if I make a mistake somehow, I'm I'm not talking about cheating, but I don't do that. But, uh, I just notice it. Yeah, that can happen. I think women are more like, maybe it's because we're maternal. Again, I don't know what, the, I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm not, I, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just trying to figure it out. The blind leading the blind over here. But uh, maybe it's because women make babies and we're maternal and we want to love and we like, we just uh, have a lot of love to give and we have a more of a willingness to 
to uh, nurture because we're nurturers, you know? So just overall, based on these two emails you sent, and by the way, relax. Okay. We've, uh, we've had enough of you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm very caffeinated, by the way, you guys. I just had a big cup of coffee um, and it's like 9.30 p.m. when I'm recording this night before the release of this podcast. But uh, bottom line is stop worrying about what everybody thinks, all right? Just take a beat, take a breath, start meditating, start going on walks, start going on hikes, start exercising, focus on your career, your work. I don't know how old you are, what you're up to. Just like stop trying to get in everybody else's head and see how they, and seeing, you know, how they see you and just fucking, who cares? Oh my God. I'm just, I'm just learning this now. And it's so amazing. There's, it's such a relief just to not care, to be like, having a conversation in your head and be like, do I really want to like hook into that and spiral? Do I really, do I really want to worry about that person not texting me? Like, do I really want to make myself feel bad about something that might not even be about me that might not even be personal? Uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't. Okay. Then don't. All right, cool. Let's harness your attention. Let's harness my attention and put it on something else. Cause that's the thing, uh, that people forget. And I know I forget. When people are like, you made me feel bad. All right, maybe somebody did something shitty to you. But the real thing is, and this is a hard thing to implement, we decide if we're going to feel bad. Like if somebody, if a guy doesn't call me or he like breaks up with me and I'm like, you made me feel bad. Whatever. He did what he did, right? But then when I go home, I don't need to feel bad. I don't need to do anything. I can choose. I am in charge of how I feel about stuff. Now, sure, if I want to feel sad about something, if I want to cry and I make the decision to do that, fuck, cool, I'm going to do that. But I also have the ability and the power to go, okay, no, how long do you want to indulge this? What could be more beneficial? What could be smarter to put your attention on? Remember how last time, two years ago, when you got, went through a breakup with somebody else, how you got over it six months later? Let's just pretend it's been six months and let's just fucking... Let's just try to like speed up the recovery because you know everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Time makes stuff better. Reroute the attention. Rewrite the, reroute the turmoil, the suffering, the energy into something more beneficial. Write a script. Write a book. Uh, read a book. Listen to a podcast. Take a bath. Masturbate. Go on a new date. I'm not saying channel your attention into another uh, dating situation or man or woman or whoever you date. I'm just saying you control where you put your attention. So fucking stop worrying about other, what, people, what other people think of you and blah, blah, blah. Because all that's on you. You're a little all over the place. But hey, I've been there. Okay, this is an email from somebody named Mark. And he writes, Hi, Lexi. First of all, I love your show. You're a fantastic interviewer and you strike such a graceful balance between being vulnerable and forthcoming yourself and bringing out deep revelations from your guests. I find myself repeatedly inspired by your willingness to proudly be a full person in front of the world. The reason I'm emailing is because in your recent conversation with guest Olivia Lopez, you asked your listeners to contact you and tell you how they transitioned from dating someone casually to formally. I met my current girlfriend two years ago when I was 30 and she was 27. We met on Tinder. I didn't save a copy of her profile photo, but I still have it etched in my memory. On our first date, we hit it off with great conversation and ended the night with a hot makeout session. I liked her but I wasn't looking for anything serious, and neither was she. In fact, during our first conversation, we talked about how we had recently gotten out of serious relationships and were appreciating the freedom we felt. A few dates later, we had a conversation about dating each other exclusively, but we mutually decided that it wasn't time for that. We continued dating casually and enjoying each other's company. About two months later, I asked her if she had thought any more about progressing to a serious relationship. She said she was happy with the way things were going, but even so... She was constantly thinking about if it was the right move for her. I didn't want to pressure her, and I wasn't sure myself either. Just being able to hang out and spend time together with no hang-ups was pretty wonderful. One night, about four months into dating, she told me she had thought about it. She said she was ready to get more serious. We didn't officially say, you are my boyfriend, you are my girlfriend. We seemed to have the understanding that we liked each other a lot and were willing to explore how deep our feelings for each other could go. Another two months later, I realized... I loved her. Took me another month to get the courage to tell her. But when I finally revealed it, she said she loved me too. Now we've been dating for two years and we just try to observe each other's feelings, spend lots of time together, make each other laugh. I've been in love before 
And I know it doesn't always last forever. We're trying to appreciate each other for who we are. It feels very mature. Alexia, I hope you enjoy your own journey of finding love. Try not to take it too seriously. And remember that love is diverse enough to be felt in different ways for different people. There's no one way to love. You're a wonderful person and any guy would be lucky to spend time with you. Have fun meeting new people and sharing with them your special light. Is special light too much? It is, isn't it? Sorry about that. I love the show. You've actually inspired me to start my own podcast and it's been so fun having conversations with people like you do. Hopefully someday I'll be as good and open and funny and reflective as you are. Sincerely, Mark. Holy fucking shit. Mark, well, you're a fantastic writer because that was so easy for me to read. That was incredible. I love that you're in love. I love your relationship. It sounds beautiful. I'm just inspired at the fact that you fell in love with somebody you met on an app. That's inspiring because I talk shit about Raya all the time and I'll talk shit about Tinder even though I love going on. It's fun all this stuff. And uh, and Olivia and I talked about it on that episode, on uh, last week's episode. But uh, I love that. Wait, but I, I wish you told me. Are you guys monogamous? You're, you date. You're in love. You respect each other. You observe the relationship. Whatever it is that's going on, I don't, I don't need to know if it's monogamous or not. That's neither here nor there. You're having an adult, real relationship. This is the fucking goal, Mark. Thank you. I am inspired. That's exactly what I want. Yes. Two fully realized individuals who choose to be together, who see each other completely for who they are and respect each other. And you're with each other because you want to. And you're so conscious about everything. I love you. Mark, I love you. I can't email me again. Oh my God. All right. Okay. I hope you hear this. If you hear this, email me. Holy shit. I'm overwhelmed. Okay. I've got all these thoughts and feelings. Uh, I am very happy though. Mark, I do have to say I'm completely happy in my life right now. Loving the journey I'm going on. Completely uh, flattered by your email. Uh, I, I kind of want to burst into tears, but uh, I'm not gonna. Um I'm also a little self-conscious about reading all these emails back to back and hoping nobody's bored and everybody's okay, but uh, I got to fucking relax. Okay. All right. I'm going to read this next email. This is from, and I'm probably going to botch the pronunciation of this name, Nosley, N-A-Z-L-I. Well, Nosley writes, hello, Alexi. This Turkish girl from Istanbul has been listening to your podcast almost every day as she eats alone during her lunch break. It's true. I tell people at work, I'm not hungry. I'll eat later just so I can eat in peace and listen to some love Alexi. So thank you. I'd like to pour my heart out regarding a heartache I'm currently dealing with. My 45-year-old boyfriend broke up with me five weeks ago. We had been together for about a year. I'm 27. It was a relationship he strived for and only I ended up falling in love. I never wanted to get married or have children. I never considered staying in this country. And I absolutely never imagined... I'd plan for two rather than just myself when at a crossroads. There are things we're not supposed to think about until it's the right time. That is, until we become the people that need to find the answer to those very questions. This person imposed a lot on me before my time, made me dwell on things that I'm not supposed to be uh, concerned with yet, made me realize I want things when I shouldn't even be asking myself whether I want any of it. Now that he's left, and I know this is cliche, and will make you cringe. But now that he's left, I'm here by myself and I begin to realize I've become a stranger to myself in a country that I've always wanted to flee, but not anymore. Wanting all the things that I don't want. Maybe that's what feels wrong about breakups. They go and you turn to yourself and you're not there. Anyhow, your podcast is the best and most probably you are the best. You sound like a very, very lovely person whom I wish I had a chance to meet. Please take care. Love, Nosley. Oh, Nosley, I'm confused. I, I mean, listen, you're, you're Turkish. You're in Istanbul. Living your life. You're listening to my podcast. You're experiencing your breakup. Now, you will get back to yourself. I promise. I promise. You, it's just time. Time makes everything better. You know, like... uh. Ugh. I, you know, that's something that happens. That's one of my girlfriends tells me, she goes, you always have to keep something for yourself. There's an episode with uh, Lena Lacaro from, uh, she, uh, she's the one who created free the nipple. And, and on, and on that podcast, 
I remind her that she told me, because I was going through some heartbreak too, a different heartbreak. I'm always going through heartbreak. It's actually fun to go through heartbreak because it reminds you that you're alive and you throw yourself into the world and you you love and you live and you experience and then it ends. And you should watch that Louis C.K. special, the 2017 special on Netflix if you can, um, if you have access to it over there in Istanbul, if it's made available uh, uh, there. Okay. But she said you – you always have to save at least 10% for yourself. You can't give everything away and lose yourself. So that's a reminder. So here's a beautiful thing. If you feel like you're turning to yourself and you're not there and you can't remember who you are and, and um, well, I already said this, time will make it better. But it just means that for your next relationship, because there will be another relationship, there, they, there will be for sure, a thousand percent. Now you've learned to remember who you are while you're in a relationship, to not give everything away, you know? And that's why relationships are great because they're always a learning experience. That's something I used to always think about when I was, even when I was much younger, I would, I would go, huh, every time I would get out of a relationship, even if it was like a two-weeker or a four-monther or a, a year and a half, or uh, I would be like, okay, what did I learn from this one? And I'd be like, well, in this one, I learned some, I got, became confident. I, I learned that I, I prefer, uh, you know, dating a guy, uh, I can laugh with and his, my, who's my best friend, even though he's not, even if he's not as cute as the, some bonehead who doesn't speak, I don't know. I, oh, I don't know. But, uh, you always learn something. So you just learn something. How great is that? And you're only 27. Just take it easy on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle. Watch a lot of rom-coms, sleep, cry, hang out with your friends and family, write a list to remember who you are. Write a list of all the things that excite you, that make you happy. Write a list of things to look forward to. Write a list of your hopes and dreams and aspirations. You said you used to want to flee your country. Well, maybe you want to go back to wanting to flee. Maybe you're. Maybe it's nice that you want to stay. Maybe you want to stay even though, even if it's not because you you want to get back together with the ex or miss him or want to be near him. You know, figure that out. Hang out with your family, your friends. You don't have to date yet. Again, I don't want to give the advice to like, and I'm only giving you advice because you shared with me and I feel like uh, you know, you're kind of asking. And uh, hey, listen, you open yourself up to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I feel. Um, yeah, I, I always love the, I always love like writing lists after a breakup. Like, okay, who am I? What do I want? What makes me happy? What are my goals? What are my dreams, my aspirations? Not just career-wise, but where do I want to travel to? What are the things I want to do before I die? Uh, bungee jumping, ju- jumping out of a plane, rock climbing, hang gliding, going on a, walking for five miles, um, writing a book, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm just making up, uh, unnecessary examples uh, that may or may not be true to me or you. Um, so yeah, get into writing lists, masturbate. Did I say that enough today? Um, yeah, I love the movie. Ooh, there is a movie called An Unmarried Woman. Again, I think it's available on Netflix. I think you should watch it. If you can find it online, I, we all have the World Wide Web, I believe. Um, it's very cool. Surf that in, surf the web. You're going to get, it's uh, it's even, that's just a, dist- a great distractor and, uh, an unmarried woman. Here's a list of movies to watch. Okay. Just like, yeah, lose yourself, immerse yourself and distract yourself with movies that will make you feel cozy and loved and understood. And if anything, at least distracted broken English with Parker Posey, an unmarried woman, uh, which is a movie from the seventies swingers, clueless, um, what else? Closer with Clive Owen and Julia Roberts, uh, Annie Hall, Manhattan. Uh, I don't know. Isn't that enough? And then uh, write me again and listen to my podcast. And uh, I love you that you've sent me an email. So, and also and now we're best girlfriends. Okay. Just so you know, if you're like, oh my God, I feel alone and whatever. Now you have like a really cool older sister, uh, you know, BFF in Los Angeles named Alexi. And you can send me emails whenever and then have them read out loud. Uh, into the ether. All right. Next email is from Marin. Mark Marin? No, I wish. Okay. Dear Lexi, my name is Marin and I started listening to your podcast a few months ago and I feel like I always learn a lot from hearing you and your guests. I've been wanting to email you for a while. So here's me spewing some thoughts I've been having uh, and I would like to hear back. Uh, So bossy, Marin. Anyway. Okay. I'm a 17-year-old high school senior ready to get the school year over with so I can start art school next year. 
I'm a virgin and I've never been in a relationship or even kissed anyone other than my best friend for fun once when I was drunk. And she laughed afterwards saying, eh, you'll get better. I go to a small school where everyone knows everyone else. And I've had the same group of friends since I was 12. And I think I've always been so tight knit with them that I'm stunted socially. Nobody ever really talks to me at school. I assume because I give off the impression that I don't want to be talked to. I'm just too pretty and artistic and I intimidate the boys. Just kidding. JK, JK, sort of. Um, The few times I have started flirty texting relationships with people, um, I've quickly ghosted the person because I'm too afraid to get close to them physically. I don't know why I'm this way. I consider myself sexually liberated in my mind, but I just get really scared just picturing someone trying to kiss me. For a while, I thought I might be asexual, but I really don't think I am. I want sex and I want love, but I have no idea how I can comfortably pace myself and place myself in that world. Also, I know that I have plenty of time to date and whatever, and there's no rush, but God, it doesn't feel that way always. Over the past six months or so, I've been growing out all my body hair because I started shaving my arms, legs, armpits, and bikini area when I was about 12. I don't know why I did that, but I just, I don't know. I just thought I was so disgusting and you know, mainly, and I thought I was disgusting and manly for having hair, even when I had just barely hit puberty. I suppose I leave it, uh, I suppose I leave it be as a rebellion against the world and my 12 year old insecure self. The thing is, as much as I enjoy it, it has been an emotionally exhausting experience. Just the other day I was watching porn and a girl in it had hairy armpits. And I scrolled through the comments for some stupid reason. And some random dude commented, that armpit hair is a total turnoff, gross. And then I took a shower that night and shaved my armpits. I'm very mad at myself for doing that. I let a random fucking Pornhub commenter, the lowest subsection of humanity, have a say in what I did with my body? Ugh. Afterwards, I started spiraling about how really deep down... A small part of my self-worth is determined by if random men think I'm fuckable. That's a scary thing to discover about myself, especially as a confused virgin, and I want to overcome it. I also want to accept the part of myself that is afraid of kissing people. Thank you for reading my rambling thoughts. Signed, Marin. Oh my god, Marin, there's a theme! Oh, also, I feel like I should have like really paid attention to what emails I was going to read and then read them in a, a specific order, but I didn't, and now I'm wondering, oh my god, did certain people stop listening to the podcast because I didn't read like maybe the more, uh, universal, uh, I don't know the better email. No, no, I'm not saying that, but maybe I, I don't know, but okay. Who cares? That's my problem. See you guys. I I'm emotionally insecure in spiral 24 seven when you least expect it. Um, and I'm happy to share that with you. Uh, so you're a virgin and you shaved your arms and body a long time ago and now you're growing it out and then you shaved it again because of the porn commenter. Well, first of all, you're great. I love you. You're incredible. I love that you're just fucking sharing all this stuff with me and I can totally relate and I got a million things and thoughts and feelings. Okay. You two are now my adopted best friend. P.S. Everybody who wrote me or emailed me or sent me a letter in the mail uh, or whatever, or listens to the podcast, you're all my new uh, best friends and uh, brothers and sisters and uh, little whatever, little BFFs and whatnot. Okay. You got to just trust it's going to happen when it happens. Okay. If you're scared, you're scared. You know what? Maybe you're going to meet somebody and it's going to feel different. Just trust your gut. That's a, that's a great thing to, to, to learn, you know, now sooner than later. Don't force anything. I mean, I did that. My God, did I find myself in bizarro situations that I regret with like older guys. Oh, I tell about, I talk about these horrible, horrific coming of age stories on my Insta stories, uh, whenever I can, and I should do more. But my God, I was just like, you know, I've always been like very hormonal and boy crazy and like, oh my God, I'm in love with love, boys, making out, this is amazing. Um, I don't know why, but I was just born this way. And I think my house is overly sexualized when I was uh, a little, a little kid. I wasn't molested, but there was a lot of sex happening in my, in my house growing up with my mom and my dad. Um, even though they split up when I was six and we're never really actually married, but that's neither here nor there. So, uh, but I've always been very, whatever. I get the wanting validation from men thing and being annoyed by that. Um, but just, well, that's one section with the, the hair stuff. We'll get there. Just relax. Go easy on yourself. You'll meet somebody and then you'll be like, fuck, I want to kiss them. You know? So just trust your gut. 
um, yeah, that's the thing, a thing that like lots of women, it's, again, I, I just wrote this thing. I'm so excited. Now, now, now I feel completely validated to like make this thing I wrote because it's about not defining yourself or, and getting your self-worth from how fuckable or desired you are by men. Isn't that interesting to hear the other emails from other women, other girls who wrote in? It's, it, you're not alone in that. My God, I've, that's the major, most major thing I've struggled with in, in my life. Insecurity and learning to be self-actualized and like myself and grounded in myself and tethered to nothing and no one but myself and not look for external validation. Um, and you know what? Fuck that. I get worried that like, oh my God, some, some guy might be listening to the podcast and be bored. You know what? Fuck that. I do this for girls. I just realized that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to anybody who's into it, guys, girls, whoever, whatever. But like ultimately, I just want to say it makes me so happy from the bottom of my heart. I, I, again, I could burst into tears at any moment. It makes me so happy to know that if I can share all of the stuff I've gone through as a girl, a teenager, uh, a young woman, whatever in my life, all the horrific, insecure, suffering, uh, spiraling shit I've felt, thought, experienced with other girls and you, you girls out there, you people out there, and it might help you or feel less alone, uh, or you can you can learn something and then maybe avoid making the same mistake I did or whatever. That's great, fantastic. Use me as the fucking person who made all the mistakes for you. Um, the hair thing you talk about, I used to do the same thing. I used to I used to do like even in my early twenties, mid twenties, I would shave my arms just because I was like I wanted to be smooth. I still shave my legs all the way up to like you know, my up high, 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 like near my butt or whatever. Like I, you know, I get waxed or I shave my privates. Like tonight I actually shaved all the stuff, all the hair off my privates. I wasn't going to, I was going to wait to get waxed. And then I just fucking went mental and just shaved everything. Um, but that's just for me. I'm not dating. It's just cause I, it was, and I actually had that thought when I shaved everything off, I was like, um, on my, on my, on my vagina, I was like, am I doing this for me or a man? And I was like, I'm doing this for me because it was like, I didn't want the hair there. I was like, this is uncomfortable. Cause I was like, I can grow everything out. Cause I'm not trying, I'm not fucking any dudes. And then I, cause I'm taking another sabbatical from dating. And then I was like, oh wow, I'm legit making this decision to get rid of this hair on my terms because it's for my comfort factor, even though I'm not that hairy, how dare you? Um, so that was liberating. And I choose not to grow out my underarm hair because, uh, I just don't want to. But, uh, I remember seeing Paris Jackson's uh, Insta story the other day and she was showing off her underarm hair and I was just like, fuck, I love her. She's so adorable and just free and silly and doing her thing. And she was like showing off that she grew out her underarm hair and she was all proud of the patch she grew out. And then she was doing an Insta story all about people talking shit about her because all these men were angry at her because they're like, that's disgusting. But it's like, and she was just laughing. She's like, it's so funny how mad people are about me growing out my underarm hair. So, um, yeah. So you listen, a long time ago, uh, it's whatever, a long time ago, you were upset. You, you were insecure. You shaved the stuff off. Great. Now you're more secure. You grew it all out. You saw the comment on the Pornhub thing. Well, whatever. So what? All of it. Just be gentle on yourself. Whatever. You read the comments. Again, now you know. It's a lesson. Don't read the comments. Side note of a side note, you're watching porn? Look at you, you sexual badass. Even I don't watch porn. I mean, I don't watch porn. I do sometimes, like once every other year. I swear to God, I'll watch porn. I'll be like, whoa, this is very exciting. No wonder everybody loves this stuff. But I'm super sexual, but like... I only touched myself thinking, making the story up in my head because clearly my brain never, never, never stops. It's, it's exactly like this podcast today. That's how, that's how, that's how rambling I, I am in my brain nonstop. Um, but then I do it in sexual fantasy form. I, I only have one sexual fantasy and I've said it on this podcast before and then people have actually like commented on my Instagram page about it because that's how like I've made it known. It's like every time I talk about a masturbation fantasy, I'm like, it's after the Oscars or we just left the independent spirit awards. And now we're like, we're, we're so dumb. Oh my God. It's so fucking dumb and gross. Uh, and we've got, we've got a bungalow at the Chateau Marmont. We've got a cod, a cottage and he's a, uh, he's taller than me. Cause I'm five eleven, and I, I'm not a heightist, but I like to feel, I want to feel smaller. I've dated so many short men shorter than me. 
they're not even short. They're just shorter than me because I'm so tall. In my, in my fantasy, he's brunette. And actually in my real life, I always end up dating like short blonde guys because they're like funny and I love people and I have no type and I'll date anybody I feel inclined and to to date or connect with, you know, who's kind and cool. Because I don't date jerks or sarcastic neg negmeisters who are people who have uh, read the game, which was coincidentally by uh, written by Neil Strauss, who was my, I think my fourth guest on the podcast. Yikes. Don't listen to that. I wonder if it's probably horrible. Um... Anyway, um, yeah, we go to the Chateau Marmont. We're in a cottage. He puts me on the bed. The whole room smells like gardenias or uh, lilies or lilacs. Anyway, whatever. Um, so listen. Yeah, masturbate to porn. Don't read the comments. Shave or don't shave. Whatever you do, whatever it stems from, the important thing is you're paying attention to your soul and your psyche and your thoughts and what it all means. And you're seems like you're very awake and paying attention and self-aware. So you sound great to me. So don't fucking stress so much. And uh, I don't know. To me, you sound fantastic. So if that means anything. All right. I'm reading another email. Um, thank you from a listener in Boston. Dear Lexi, I hope this finds you well. I have intended to write you for months, months now. Oh, my God. I read that totally wrong. I've intended, I've intended to write you for months, months now. So here we go. I'm sure you get this all the time, but I really love listening to your Love Alexi podcast each week. As a single woman in my late 20s, I know that navigating the world of love and men and relationships can be fun at times, but deeply lonely and frustrating at times too. Your interviews and insights make me feel less alone in this journey. Some of my favorite recent interviews you've done are Aya Cash, Simon Taylor, Noelle Wells, and Josh Radner. I've laughed and cried along with these interviews and often find myself reaching for pen and paper to note, uh, to note things that I don't want to forget. Thank you for everything you've taught me. Thank you for bringing so much light and substance and playfulness to the podcast each week. I don't have a dating, love, sex, relationship question for you at the moment, but merely wanted to pass along my gratitude by saying thank you and also sharing a couple random things I've read recently uh, that have resonated with me and maybe, hopefully, they might bring you joy and clarity too. First, a quote from Amy Krauss Rosenthal. Uh, if you've never heard of Amy, she was a remarkable writer that recently tragically passed away. Her insights on life are truly inspiring. Beckon the Lovely. Okay, this is a quote from uh, Amy Krauss Rosenthal. This is Alexi speaking. I'm chiming into this email. Um, okay, so here's, here's uh, a passage from Amy Krauss Rosenthal, I believe. Uh, Beckon the Lovely. I tend to believe whatever you decide to look for, you will find. Whatever you beckon will eventually beckon you. Second, uh, oh, this is Gwen again. Second, Alexi, here's a beautiful short poem by Rainer Maria Rilke. Oh, I hope I'm pronouncing all that right. Uh, by the way, Gwen, I love Rilke. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, I have I have his book, Letters to a Young Poet, that I got a long time ago, and it's still on, on my bookshelf, and I've read it many times. Anyway, uh, quote, you do not need to understand life, and then it will be like a festival. And let every day happen to you, the way a child going along receives many blossoms as a gift from each breeze. To gather them up and save them does not enter the child's mind. She releases them gently from her hair, where they were happily held captive. And to the lovely young years, she holds out her hands for more. Oh, that was sweet. Um, Sending you lots of love and hugs from New England. Thank you for all the work that you do. Sincerely and gratefully, Gwen. Oh my God. My eyes actually just welled up. And uh, and it's because it's so cool you guys are listening. Thank you for listening to the show. You know, I've had like sponsors one time, I think. And, you know, Aristotle works for Nerdist. And I'm so happy to be on the Nerdist Network. But I'm still growing my audience. It's only been a year. And, uh you know, I've had sponsorship one time, maybe twice, but I do this for free. You know, I'm, I, 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 I love it. I love, I love being on the Nerdist Network. I love having that as a platform. I love the fact that I get to interview and, and, uh, and meet and research and talk to an interesting, exciting, creative, inspiring person every single week. I'm so lucky to get, I get to go to Meltdown Comics once a week and, feel cool like I belong because I've always loved comic book stores and uh 
I used to buy, you know, Betty and Veronica and Katie Keene and Archie comics when I was little. And I would go to like comic conventions. And, um, I even went to like where they make Betty and Veronica and Archie comics in New York. Like, I think it's like Marmot. No, where is it? I don't know. Someplace in New York river something. Anyway, whatever. Um, but I like was part of the fan clubs. Anyway, the whole thing I get to do here means something to me and I make no money from it. And it's one of the most fulfilling things I do in my entire life. And the fact that you're emailing me, and I'm so glad I did this episode today where I read all these emails because I, I was collecting them and I knew I was going to read them at some point, but I hadn't really read them the way, you know, I'm reading them now. I'm really looking at them and I'm reading them to you guys. And it makes me happy. You're out there. You're listening. This matters to you, maybe? That's fucking crazy. I'm just like this tall, only child girl with bangs in Los Angeles uh, with no boyfriend, no husband, no child, a bunch of great friends, though. And uh, I don't know. And uh, and I have you guys. And that just makes, I don't know, it just warms my heart. So I hope that sounded legit and convincing because I mean it. So um, I'm just taking a beat because I'm moving so fast going through all these things. I just want all this stuff to sink in and, um, yikes. That makes me very happy. Um, okay. Here are two emails, short emails from one, the same person. Uh, Mark writes a different Mark. He writes, I have an observation. You are your very best when you are laughing. You have the greatest laugh. You do it often. And it's really charming coming through the speaker. Best to you, Mark. Oh God. Thank you. Meanwhile, I'm like weeping. I'm like, you guys, thank you so much. This is amazing. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh God. Okay. So Mark uh, also wrote, just listened to today's show. I thought you did a great job as it was a difficult interview, but you did an excellent job of keeping it on the rails um, with Danielle Perez. Um, if I had been through what she's been through, uh, that would be that would be a lot. That was a, an intense interview. Keep up the good work. Signed, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Keep up sending, keep sending me your feedback. I always love to hear from you. I love to hear from everybody. Um, I appreciate it. Um, this, this is my last email. I'm going to read it because, and it's not an email. It's a letter I got in the mail. It's a letter I got in the mail. And it says, dear Alexi. Oh my God. This is from November of 2016. I didn't even, oh my God. It's been a while. Dear Alexi, will you go on a blind date with me? Sincerely, Mitchell. And he included his last name, and he has a phone number. God, you guys, should I, uh, should I call him, like, from an unknown number, or should I call him on the podcast? I, I don't want to make him feel unsafe. I wouldn't do it in a mean way, but I might be like, "Hi, I'm calling it Mitchell. It's Alexi. I finally read your your letter. I'm on. We're on the air. I'm recording this. Is that okay?" And then he can like hang up or laugh or at least be aware. I would never. I don't like to. Um, make people feel unsafe or whatever. Yeah, that's a big thing. I don't like sarcasm and I don't like feeling unsafe and not knowing if I'm okay or if people are being weird with me. Uh, and I, that's why I don't like to make people feel that way either. Um, but I'm sure I do that here and there because I'm only human and I'm, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. Um, you guys, I don't know how long this podcast was, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all of your emails. I love you so much. I do want to say again, uh, there's so many amazing guests coming up. Um, oh, another thing. I Yeah, I've got an amazing guest coming up. A lot of girls, a lot of uh, different types of guests, just uh, and a lot of, a lot of cool guys, a lot of cool girls of, uh, just who are all creative and interesting and fascinating and unique and special. And I can't wait for you to hear those talks. Um, Again, if you like this podcast, the Love Alexi podcast, please subscribe on iTunes. Really, it helps me grow the show. Um, it means a lot to do that. That's actually a real thing. Leave a comment on iTunes, rate the show. And I read all those comments, just like I just finally read all these emails. Um, follow me on all of social media, Instagram especially. We'll really get close if you start watching my Insta stories. Uh, you know, Feel free to direct message me there. Send emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, at Alexi Wasser. Send old-time email to P.O. Box 480-876-LACA-90048. And hey, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to donate to uh, this crazy world I've uh, created for myself uh, and you like the podcast or you liked my blog or you like – 
my old podcast, whatever it is, feel free to make a donation to the Love Alexi Enterprise at Alexi Wasser on Venmo. Very simple. Do it. Don't do it. If you do, it's just another way to warm my heart. So I, either way, I love you. I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I'll see you right back here next week for an exciting conversation. Some fucking cool person. Bye, you guys. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 